This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, March 25th. You can tell this is not a great morning for me, the McIntyre Brackets, Calcutta, Gonzaga's out. Yes, it's over. Chet, soft, pushed around. I, I would go in on the kid, but I think he's still 18. It's not right, right? Drew Timmy. I mean, Mark Few. Should I just start? Should I just go? Uh, choke artist. Gonzaga is essentially the Buffalo Bills of college basketball. Really, really good every year. Get to the finals and then lose. And this one, I mean, Arkansas. Nine and a half point favorites. They took money all week. This is eight and a half. I got it at eight and a half. I'm like, oh, closing line value, baby. They closed it, I think, nine and a half. And then I don't think they led for a second in the second half, maybe briefly when Chet hit a three. Chet, by the way, is, I mean, I could probably spend 10 minutes just thrashing Chet Holmgren. You know, he ended with 11 and 14, but he fouled out. I mean, I will say the two foul calls against him were a joke. The final two. He's going straight up. He's tall. Listen, this is going to be a podcast about college hoops. I may mention the Lakers later. No, we're not doing the Lakers. This is going to be all college hoops because all these people are upset at me for talking about Duke and rooting for them, but we'll get to that lately. I just think in a tournament where Baylor got knocked out last weekend, Gonzaga got knocked out, knocked out last night, Arizona, I mean, and they got trounced. Now, that was a little more expected. The line was, I think, one and a half. So, like, that, that's a close game. But you could tell early Arizona, you know, they handled the TCU pressure and Houston just browbeat them the entire game. I mean, it's just physical. Arizona made a run. I think they cut it to one early second half. And you're like, okay, we got this. And then the kid, um, what's his name, Sheed, Shed, just went off. And it was, uh, yeah, Shed, uh, Jabal Shed, 21 points. Um, Edwards had 19. And the guy who, who was so good, Ben Matherin, uh, you know, definitely a lottery pick. He was looked at and considered, you know, can he get top five? And he just overwhelmed. Four for 14. And Arizona's done. The lone survivor was Duke. And I can't tell, Rob, what, you know, Gonzaga getting bounced really killed me. We'll talk about the Calcutta later. It's a sore subject. But I don't know, Rob, what's the bigger story? Gonzaga choking or Duke surviving and advancing? Duke will now, of course, um, they will meet. Oh, my gosh. They're going to face Arkansas, obviously. Duke will face Arkansas. Duke will be a favorite in that game. But, Rob, I don't know. What's the bigger story, you think? Duke winning or Gonzaga choking? Oh, it's Gonzaga. Yeah. Because, you know, Coach K making the Elite Eight is nothing shocking. I think he's done it like 17 times in his career. So there's nothing unusual about that, Um, especially when you consider how much talent is on that roster. They got, what, four, maybe five first-round picks on that team, something like that. It's Gonzaga. Gonzaga has made the NCAA tournament as the one seed five different times, going back to 2013. Lost in the second round, lost in the title game, lost in the Elite Eight, lost in the title game, lost in the Sweet 16. Jeez. Like, at what point, I mean, your Buffalo Bills analogy was good, but this is what I thought. At what point do you start calling Mark Few the Doc Rivers of college basketball? Well, Doc Rivers has a chip. He also has the, the record of being the guy who blow the most 3-1 leads. 
True. Like you can't always have arguably one of the more talented teams in the country because Gonzaga, at least the last four or five years, you can't say they're a mid-major anymore. Like they are a powerhouse. They are getting five-star guys year in and year out and they still find ways to lose. Well, listen, when you, if you really want to get real about the situation, A, the conference they play in, the WCC. I know it was strong this year with San Francisco and St. Mary's, but here's the reality, Rob. If they played in the SEC, they would have, I don't know, what, seven, eight, nine, ten losses, right? They, they're not going through this gauntlet. Like, they scrape by Memphis with an epic comeback. Memphis. They go up against the Arkansas pressure, 15 turnovers. Like, Nemhard played out of his mind against Memphis. He was incredible. He was two for 11 with five turnovers against the Arkansas pressure. And I'll say, I'll be, I'll be honest, I was hyping Nemhard. Man, what a game that guy had against Memphis. Senior point guard, 6'5". Kind of looks like he could play in the league. He couldn't handle the pressure. He had like five floaters in the lane. I'm talking bunnies that I would make three, okay? He just, he kept clanging them. And it, when you see the point guard struggle like that against the pressure, you see the pressure they get sped up the entire time by the Arkansas pressure, extended out past the three-point line. Then you get the ball, and it's like I got—it's like a hot potato. Five of twenty-one on threes. Five of twenty-one. They had fifteen turnovers. Holmgren fouled out. All their guys who were awesome during the season basically shat the bed. Drew Timmy did have twenty-five, but again, like, what does that matter? Turnover machine. He was yeah. a turnover machine. Yeah, five machine turnovers. Yeah, they would yeah. get it in the post and they would swarm him quickly, and he would be a little slow to make his move. And again. You watched Hunter Dickinson and Drew Timmy, two bigs who should have dominated. By the way, Villanova, nice pull away to beat Michigan. Dickinson had a good game, but again, it's like you just swarmed the big guy with these fast, pack rat type players. And I got to be honest, we saw it. Arkansas has some dogs. Memphis had some dogs. These junkyard dog players who are scrappy, they're going to be going full tilt the whole time. And Gonzaga doesn't have that. Gonzaga's now recruiting the way Notre Dame is for football. Where, hey, we're going to have a few pros, we're going to have really good uh, scholar-athletes, and then you get in a big game against the SEC and Notre Dame gets shellacked. This, I mean, I don't know how, how much you want to con- compare college basketball to college football, but Notre Dame doesn't play in a conference. They play like good, not great teams, and then they go up against Alabama or, SEC, or Georgia, and they get smoked. And it's the same deal with Gonzaga. We saw them wilt under the Baylor pressure last year. And here it is, Memphis, they struggle. And then Arkansas, they lose. I got to be honest, this is a stunner. I did not anticipate this. Um, and listen, you know, we, we bid $54,000 on them in the, in the Calcutta. And um, there's still a chance we make money in the Calcutta if Kansas wins at all. If Kansas gets to the championship, I think we break even or narrow loss. But overall, this was as bad a result as, I mean, it was obviously losing to Memphis would have been worse, but the tournament now having lost Gonzaga and Arizona and Baylor, I thought it lost. I thought it was losing luster. And again, not a popular take, but I don't know how you weren't rooting for Duke on Thursday night. If you want to see future NBA players in the final four next weekend, and you want to tune in for the championship and you want to see the best that college basketball has to offer, you want to see these stars. And when you lose Matherin and you lose Chet Holmgren, who potential star, he's not there yet. Timmy, he's a star in the sport. You know? I, I mean, I, again, I'm not, I'm not bashing Texas Tech and Houston and even Arkansas. By the way, Arkansas will go down to Duke. 
That's going to happen. Sorry. Duke's point guard can handle the pressure. The kid Roach is incredible. We'll get to Duke in a second. But like Villanova-Houston is going to be a literal rock fight. It is going to be half court, super scrappy, a lot of fouls. It, prison rules could be, the, could be how they call it inside because that's basically Villanova plays tenacious half court defense. Michigan shot 34% from the field. Like Houston's not a good offensive team. Arizona's rotations were slow. They were a young team. The Arizona loss should not surprise the way the Gonzaga lost us. That being said, Rob, were you rooting for Duke? And again, I'm not talking about Coach K because everybody took it as, oh, oh, you like Coach K? Who could like that guy? Oh, he's the worst. I don't care about him. I don't. I care about watching the best. And when you have Banchero and Roach and Moore, Griffin's dad played in the NBA, like that's a stacked team. They don't play a lot of defense, but you know what they do, Rob? They finish strong. The stat is staggering. Duke shot 71% in the second half. Did not miss a shot from the field in the final seven and a half minutes. This is the same thing with Michigan State. Remember, Michigan State close late, and then the superstars took over. You're not running great sets. Coach K is not a great coach. It doesn't matter when you've got four future NBA players. And you know Calipari has to be at home kicking himself. I got transfers. I I should have just got freshman superstars. (laughs) When you have four of them, I mean, Arizona only had really two, and one's a seven-footer. I mean, Duke's guys are like wings, guards, guys who can get the ball, break you down off the dribble, and just and, and, and take you to the, to the tin. All Duke starters in double figures. Banchero, 22. Um, the bench had a grand total of two points, and they pull away late to win. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Were you rooting for Duke late on Thursday, Rob? Aside from the fact that I have Duke in my bracket, so take that out. So, of course, I was rooting for them in that regard. But, yeah, because I wanted to see uh, Bancaro, by the way. It's how you pronounce it. I, yeah. I wanted to see him more, you know, because I, I was glued to the game before watching Chet Holmgren. And I didn't like what you said about it. You're disrespecting Chet Holmgren like he had a bad game. He was their best player through that whole game. It's just he got some really shitty foul calls. That's Oh, I don't know. He, man, you thought he was that good? He was, I, mean, I didn't listen, say he was that good. I thought him. he was their best player. Okay. He was their most impactful player. Because Drew Timmy, I know he had the, the points, but he was turning the ball over like crazy. Chet Holmgren was the only line of defense there at the back end. Yes. He and when he started getting it going is when the game started to get close. And then those two really bad foul calls oh. in the second half that you know ultimately led to him filing out. But that's besides the point. But you know, I wanted to see the best players. I know that our, our friend of the show, um, Tim Brando, was going at it with you on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. Where you mentioned wanting to see the stars play, yeah, and, I did. Yep, and him saying, you know, I like college basketball. I, 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 I can watch those guys in the NBA if I wanted to watch them. I want to watch college basketball, and to me, that's part of the problem for why college basketball is only really popular during March, because the the guys who are the college basketball truthers, they like the forty eight to fifty two game. <laughs> they like, you know. A bunch of guys who are all upperclassmen that you've never seen before or never heard of, you know, grinding their way through the tournament. Like, and that's cool for you, but if you want to rope in the casual fan, if you want to have this be a ratings thing, which is ultimately what the goal of the tournament is, you need either marquee name players 
or marquee name schools. Thankfully for us, Duke has both. That's not even counting the Coach K swan song narrative that's going to be pushed down our throats in the next 48 hours. So, of course, I was rooting for Duke. Yeah, I I, I saw the Tim Brando stuff. I mean, Matt Leinert's kind of on my side rooting for Duke. I don't know about you. I, you know, like, I root, I want to see the best, right? It's like, if you want to see a Grand Slam tennis final, if it's Nadal Federer, I'll check it out. If it's the 15th seed against the 6th seed, two guys I barely know, chances are I'm not going to give a look. Are you? No. Yeah, okay. And I'm, that, that doesn't make me like a tennis snob or uh, a basketball snob, but like if that Duke team is stacked. And I'll tell you right now, like, you know, Saturday, I'll, I'll already tell you, you know, Sun has two basketball games, it has a soccer game. Uh, we have a couple other commitments. And it's like, okay, if that were Arkansas... And, and and Texas Tech, am I making sure I'm at a TV for Arkansas? No, I'm sorry, I'm not. I watch it on my phone. But I need to see Duke, Arkansas. I like the Arkansas pressure will be good. But I, I, it, I'm not like some kind of Duke fanboy and all these people are saying, well, what about, uh, how could you root for them when they had, who's the guy who was tripping? Grayson Allen. <laughs> I'm like, what does that have to do with Duke against Texas Tech with six minutes to go. What is Grayson Allen or even Coach K? Like, I know they keep showing him on the sideline. They keep showing his wife. Like, that storyline to me, like, don't really care. Now, I will ask, I need to ask you this, because I was at a bar for the first half, uh, actually the full game for the Gonzaga game. And, you know, you can't hear the TV, but they kept showing replays of the Holmgren two last fouls. Mm-hmm. What were What were they saying? That it was a bad call. Okay. And, and not, like, look, if you want to say that that's a foul, I disagree because I think the verticality rule is in effect. He went straight up, his hand yeah. straight up, and that shouldn't have been a foul. But if you are going to call it a foul, then you need to call it consistently throughout the game. There were too many instances. I'm not going to say it was slanted one way or the other, but there were too many instances where they'd call it ticky-tack on one side and the other side a guy's getting mauled and nothing yeah. gets called. And that's where that's the problem with officiating. And that was one thing I said immediately after the game is it's unfortunate that in a game like this where the number one seed goes down, Arkansas, you know, continues this this run that they're on and everyone should be very excited about what they're doing. Coach Musselman, who I used to get on my shows way back in the day before he got his resurgence back in coaching. That should be the story. Instead, immediately after the game for the first I'd say probably 10 minutes of the la- the last 10 minutes of the game into the 10 minutes after the game had ended. Man, that officiating was bad. Man, that officiating was terrible. That That's what the narrative was surrounding that game. The officiating is what ultimately, not saying Arkansas wouldn't have won either way, but that was the big ho- the headline. And when you're talking about that first, that's how you know that you have a problem. You know, if, if it was Chet Holmgren or anybody else, the fact is that you have one of the best players out of the game because of calls that were not being called consistently on either side throughout the game. It was just terrible. And the announcers were talking about it. It wasn't just on social media. It, it was a big problem. Yeah. Um, I'm just hopeful, Rob, that we get a better whistle tonight. Now, tonight we don't have as many defensive happy teams. Providence, Kansas I, I'll tell you, I will be rooting for Kansas probably like I've never rooted for a team before. Um, 
Yes, including like Jets AFC Championship against the Steelers or against the Colts. They lost both. I may have to use the winnings I had. I The one good bet that I did win was Villanova Moneyline, Duke Moneyline, Parlay. Uh, paid pretty nicely. But cancels out the Gonzaga losses, which were just devastating. Arizona loss, not good either. Miami, Iowa State, like not a great game. Friday night, ugh. UCLA's big. Rob, you have them in the Final Four. That's one of the teams I have in the Final Four. I mean, my brackets are toast at this point. But I'm just curious. You're not a big college hoops guy. No. If UCLA gets bounced, and I hope they don't, what's your interest level going forward? Well, I have to watch it for work either way. So I'm probably the wrong person to ask for that kind of thing. Um, but even if UCLA wasn't in, I'm going to watch Duke because of Bancaro and because of Coach K. I would have watched Gonzaga because of Chet Holmgren. But other than that, there's hardly any interest for me. Because I'm not a guy who follows the sport religiously to where I know who the Houston backcourt is and and, and what their stories are. I don't know who the Arizona frontcourt is and their stories are. Like I want to see, like to your point, the guys who I'm going to see at the next level. And I want to see exactly how good they are now so I can project them going forward. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Before the tournament, one of the great predictors of success in the last 19 tournaments has been the Ken Palm numbers. And we talked about this. You have to be top 20 adjusted offensive efficiency, top 20 adjusted defensive efficiency. Only five teams fit that heading into the tournament. One of them got knocked out last weekend. That would be Baylor. Another one got knocked out Thursday night. That would be Gonzaga. The other three. Are you ready, Rob? I'm ready. Arizona knocked out Thursday. Houston still alive. Play Villanova. UCLA, the last one. This would be an unprecedented tournament. 17 of the last 19 were top 20 offensive efficiency and defensive. Now, even if you want to say, well, what about top 30? Yeah, you know, 300 teams, why don't you extend it? Here are the other ones in the top 30. Kentucky, gone. Kansas, alive. Auburn, gone. Villanova, alive. Illinois, gone. This has been a crazy tournament. Any way you slice it. Like, I, it's funny. If you, and you're not going to go back and listen. About two weeks, I had said I liked the Arkansas team better last year. I had them going far, and they had a devastating loss to Baylor in the, I think it was in the Elite Eight after they squeaked by Oral Roberts. And I I really like that team. I didn't like them as much this year. And amazingly, they're going to get just as far as they did last year. And, you know, Rob, you made a good point before we recorded. Like, it's weird. The people who are diehard college basketball fans who followed all year usually are never right about anything in the tournament because it's crazy. It's total chaos. It almost hurts you to have watched teams in November and December, right, Rob? It's like you remember, hey, this guy on Duke, um, what's his name, Keels, holy cow, he had 25. He had 25 against Kentucky. Rob, he played 14 minutes in the Sweet 16 (laughs) game and took three shots and missed them all. He had 25 points against Kentucky, so you're like, oh, my gosh, Keels, this guy's a huge X factor. He's like the third guy off the bench and played 14 minutes. So, like, uh, expound on your point, Rob, about how, and, and this doesn't is not not a nice thing to say about the sport, but paying attention early is like kind of a hindrance when it comes to March. 
Oh, yeah, it's paralysis by analysis. Like, this is not the NBA where the best team is going to win 95% of the time. Because it's a series, these things kind of work themselves out. In a one-and-done format, anything can happen. You know, you're, you're, Gonzaga, perfect example. They're one of the best shooting team in the country, I think I read before the game. Oh, yeah. And they, sh- and, and they couldn't hit the red side of a barn last night. This, this, just an example, all right? I, as you guys know, I work at Fox Sports Radio. Produced the Odd Couple, shameless plug. If you go through our roster of weekday talent, you'll say, hey, if I want to hear an NBA take, I'm probably, I might listen to everybody, but I'm probably going to go to Chris Broussard. If I want a college football take, I'm going to listen to everybody, but I'm probably going to go to like Brady Quinn. You know, like there's certain guys you're going to navigate to because you feel like their insight into the sport is going to be just a little bit better than the average weekday host. So if you want to talk college basketball on Fox Sports Radio, the weekday guy you're going to go to is Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb not only played high-level college basketball, he does some work uh, announcing games during the season. Like he's, he's more plugged in than probably anybody who works there. We have a bracket challenge at Fox Sports Radio. Me, who did not watch a full game all season. I've watched pieces of a lot of games, never sat and watched a full game, even UCLA, just because I'm still busy, you know? Yeah. Through getting into Friday night's action. I have 44 points in our, in our bracket challenge. Doug Gottlieb, who's watched more college basketball in like a weekend than I've watched in a year, has 36. In what world am I, what is that, 20% better than Doug Gottlieb at breaking down college basketball? I'm not. But because he knows these teams inside and out just the way you do for writing for FoxSports.com and your, and your gambling um, columns, you know these teams so well that you know what should happen in all these games. You know that this team is better than this team at this. This team handles the press. This one doesn't. This one shoots a well. This one doesn't. Blah, 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 blah. The problem is in the one and done format, none of that stuff hardly ever takes place. You know, you get lucky. One guy starts making jumpers that you weren't expecting. You don't expect Duke to not miss a shot for seven minutes to close the game. You know, like that's the kind of stuff you can't project forward from watching them in December. So there's a reason why guys like Jason McIntyre, who dropped $50,000 on Gonzaga, is over here opening up the podcast, crying into his microphone. And someone like me, who didn't watch anything, Uh, is feeling really, really good on this Friday morning. Well, just to be clear, we're in a group that laid 54 on Gonzaga. A group. I am not (laughs) the big money guy in the group. Uh, I just looked at another bracket contest that we're in. And... You know, all these guys, of course, know that I have a podcast. They listen. To, you know, I had to kind of couch some of my picks this year because last year they listened. Uh, and, and a lot of people kind of copied me. So I was in contention for a lot of the bracket contests. But is if you don't get nail every single pick and they know your picks, they just go kind of go opposite on a couple. Boom, you lose a couple uh, coin flip games. You lose. I just looked at a bracket contest I'm in. Uh, 25 guys. I am... Currently 23rd. <laughs> now, it's wow. not by a lot. Uh, you look at total points, the leader has 55. Uh, I have 38, and, you know, 10th has 44. So, like, the gap's not huge, but, like, everybody and their mom has Gonzaga. There's an X by almost everyone. One guy has Kansas, who's left. Two guys have Kansas. And a, three guys have Kansas, and the leader has Duke. Kind of fluky. 
I mean, remember, Duke was supposed to have problems with Davidson or Michigan State, and they did with Michigan State, but they survived. They were supposed to have problems with um, Texas Tech. They did. They survived. I'm going to, and of course, you know, my kids entered some local contests, and they were a little devastated. I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram stories, but I was at the bar and texting with my daughter, and I was like, you know, Gonzaga lost. I'm crying. And she's like, come home. I was like, why? And she's like, you don't want to be crying in public. And I was like, this is awesome, you know? Um, So my, actually my son is not doing that badly. He's in the mix. He had Gonzaga, but he's in sixth. Um, He has Kansas left in the final four, but like everybody had Gonzaga and Arizona. So just file this away for next year. You've got to zag when everybody zigs. Everybody loves the number one seed. And it looks like Kansas is the final hope to to, to, for a number one seed to advance, I'm on Kansas. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I did already bet the under on Villanova, Houston, under 128. That's criminally low, but, I mean, if you know anything about Houston, they don't allow points. I mean, Arizona, did Arizona even get 60 points? Yeah, Arizona got to 60 barely. So that landed on 132, but um, there, there a ton of free throws in that one, and, you know, Arizona, 33%. I just think that's going to be a total slugfest. So I get the under 128. And I'm, I'm on Kansas. This is a, a big one for me. Um, I probably should just stick around the money line. Um, and listen, there is still the possibility that the tournament could be saved. You get a Kansas. You get Duke. UCLA, Villanova. That's kind of blue bloods, right? That's very blue blood. That might be the blue bloodiest final four that we've had in I guess a it's long just time. Because it would be... Uh, Two, a four, a two, and a one. Not what, not the traditional Gonzaga, Arizona that everybody had, right? Um, I don't know, Rob. Well, you, uh, I mean, like, you, you, you know, these things better than I do. But if you get the Duke, UCLA, Villanova, Kansas, how many lottery picks? Just what one? That that might be another issue. What's that? If you get that final four that you mentioned, Duke, UCLA, Villanova, Kansas. Yeah. How many lottery picks are in that final four? Uh, Kansas might have one. Duke might have two. I don't think UCLA has any, and I no. don't think Villanova has any. So, so that yeah. that could be in the thing where it's like, hey, you, well, hey, you got the blue bloods, but you didn't really get the superstar. You didn't get the stars, but there is want. name recognition with the brand. Villanova has two titles in the last like six years. UCLA's freaking UCLA. Kansas is the champions of the Midwest always, and Duke is Duke. So that's actually a winning Final Four. I mean, listen, remember a couple years ago, who was it? Virginia, Texas Tech, is that what it was? Yes. And it I ended mean, with like a really bad uh, replay on the side. where Bad, it yeah. Out of it ended yeah. poorly. The ratings were like the worst ever. But even though it was a good game, it was like, wait, who's playing in this game again? I think DeAndre Hunter was there for Virginia. And there was a kid that got drafted from Texas Tech who's like already out of the league, Jarrett Culver. Jarrett Culver. Yeah. I mean, he was like- Shout out Ty Jerome, by the way. It's my guy. Is he in the G League or Suns? I, I think, I don't know, but it, I just remember that name, so he's my guy from now somewhere on. Somewhere floating around. Um, yeah, that was a that was a solid game, but again, like, again, you know, it's a Monday night, you have to stay up past 11, appointment viewing, and again, the TV habits have changed, Rob. I was talking, uh, you know, my in-laws are here, and, you know, we're talking about TV shows, and it's like weird, like, you know, I, I, I hyped up Bel Air here, right? And I caught up, watched the first... Uh, six episodes and then I like went one day and I was like oh there's not a new episode yet and I literally forgot about it until like yesterday and I was like wait a minute I've got two episodes yeah like 
if you don't have the old school, like, hey, Tuesday, 8 o'clock, who's the boss is on? Like, I, I, there's other shows that I watch that you, if you forget and they only release one a week, it's like, I, I don't even know what day these things are released. It's tough. College basketball, you know what's coming and you look at the game and you're like, mm, I'm going to go ahead and pass on that one, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's not the case. No, you're right. You're right. By the way, don't let Ephraim Salam hear that you weren't appointment viewing Fresh Prince. Because he he takes very he takes a lot of pride in knowing that that was one of our most listened to episodes ever when he was on to talk about Fresh Prince. Yeah. So if he knows that you missed two episodes, well, I didn't might not miss. You, de- you technically don't miss, right? You just forgot that the show could be streamed with a new episode. Because uh, by the way, does every show have its own day that they come out? I do remember because my son would check almost daily. Um, not Bobo, yeah, Bobo Fett. It would come out every Wednesday. So we would try to watch it Thursday, but like, I don't know about these other shows. Like, I don't know when the new season of Ozark drops or, uh, you know, like Reacher on Amazon Prime. They just released the whole season. That to Smart. me is great. So you just like, it's the most recent thing you watch. All right, let me check, check the next one. And then a couple of days later, you call up whatever Amazon Prime and like, oh, Reacher. Same thing with the morning show on Apple and a couple other shows. But I, I, I guess I don't have the streaming stuff totally figured out yet. Anyways, Rob, any big weekend plans ahead? Well, I'm definitely going to watch UCLA tonight. Obviously. Um, but the other problem is that my wife's birthday is on Sunday. Oh, wow. So if they win, it could get real squirrely in the Guerra household on Sunday. Me trying you- to watch the game, but also entertain my wife on her birthday. What do you got? Are you guys going to Disney or something? Uh, well, yeah, because we have a two-year-old daughter. So, of course, that's one thing that we're going to do. And then I um, love how you just casually toss that. You know, some people like once every like three years they go to Disney. You just well, go. We got what? we got annual passes. Uh, do you have yeah, the fast pass? Uh, I, I don't need it because I'm I go on like the same six rides. You know, I have a two year old. Oh. What am I gonna gonna do? So, right. um, so the Sunday it's it's our actual birthday. We're gonna be going to Disneyland with the three of us. Monday is when it's just the husband and wife times. So we'll get massages and go out to dinner and that kind of stuff. So that'll be cool. Ooh, wow spicy it's yeah. a big birthday weekend uh well it's expensive birthday are, weekend it, it probably will be especially if you have to uh yeah if you bet on ucla and lose yeah that, that very costly. <laughs> right um you know i don't know i i think the nfl musical chair stuff is over baker mayfield could get signed somewhere or traded or um jimmy garoppolo still out there and of course nba picks up next week the lakers tied for the ninth seed with the Pels. I'm not as fascinated by this as others because the Spurs still have to catch the Lakers. Now, if the Lakers go 0-2 against the Pelicans, the Spurs could catch them. But there's they set out LeBron against the Sixers, and they're saving him for this Pelicans game. So I would assume. And Anthony Lakers Davis that, expected to come back first week of April. Okay. Which would be nice. I'll say March throws me off so bad with the calendar. You said first week of April. I just had to look down at the date, even though I said it 25 minutes ago. I still need, like, first week of April. Oh, is that? Oh, that's right. I know I got the taxes coming up, Easter, my 15-year wedding anniversary. Like, uh, lots of stuff in the Wow. Holiday. Yeah, I know. I looked at uh, It's crystal on the 15-year anniversary. I guess oh, I gotta, okay. I had to do something big, I guess. Well, it's not like you just lost $50,000 in a calculator. I did not. Or anything like that. <laughs> if that were the case, <laughs> I don't think we would make it to a 15th anniversary. All right, we'll talk to you guys on Monday.